1: legal investment or tax professional
2: Collins
0: the three, That's a tie a driving almost lost the handle chalmers for the tie Got it in 10 seconds. unbelievable he
3: He used to tell me, those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas. Alright folks, what's good? We are back. Another episode. We had to come on, do a quick little recap. Um, from last night's game against Iowa State. Um, fellas, how we doing? We got A B back, B turns back. Um, let's just get right to it. Is Dewan Harris more clutch than LeBron James?
4: <laughs> we get A B back for two seconds and we're
3: gonna argue yeah. about LeBron. Ryan Nick, right, Reinhardt. I see. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But yeah, I mean, honestly. The game last night, B turn, I think me and you have talked about this a lot all year. There's like moments in a season that shift the narrative on how you like how a team's viewed. We talked about how if the Dayton floater doesn't go in, we're the number one team, we're looked at as the best team in the country. Instead, we've been kind of underlooked. Uh, If Dewan misses this shot, how much is the fan base melting down after that loss?
4: yeah exactly that's what's funny is like it was a sloppy game and we played like shit but it's like if you win the fan base is obviously going to stay calm you know yeah I mean so I mean the first half was insanely ugly I think it was we scored 10 points like 11 minutes in it was 19 to 10 with like nine to go in the first half just couldn't get any rhythm on offense couldn't make any jumpers but yeah, the whole game was ugly, but like you talked about before the pod, Iowa State's just pretty good defensively. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, for a, if you're going to, like, lay out a list of games that you don't want Remy Martin to be out of, it's probably that one. It's probably Texas Tech, which I know he played. He was basically out of that game, too. He get played, like, less than 20 minutes. Um, we need two ball handlers out there against teams like Iowa State. Like, it just felt like last night – it was a struggle to even like Dewan would bring the ball to court, but it was like a struggle to even make the first pass to the wing to get the offense going. Like they just play really hard defense and made it a nightmare for us. I was impressed the way we like, there was a moment in the first half. I don't know how you felt, but like there was a moment where I was like, we're going to lose by double digits. Like we just looked so bad.
4: Yeah. It wasn't fun to watch at all. I think, like I said, it was 1910. I think it was like 1310. And then they hit back-to-back threes to make it 19-10. <laughs> yeah. I kind of started getting nervous because kind of reminded me of the game on Saturday where we were just ugly and just looked lethargic. Like I don't know. It doesn't look like they're playing with a ton of energy right now. So, yeah, it was just, like, really boring, and I was just worried if we were going to be able to score enough.
3: Yeah. it. Uh, I mean, I felt like the crowd – you could, like, sense the energy in the crowd where it was like – are we bad? Like, I don't know. It felt like the groans and the just people were just, you could sense the panic coming. And I thought the players did a pretty good job of responding pretty fast. I mean, we were lucky to be down by two at half. Like, we could have easily been down 10 at half. We just kind of settled in late and then came out looking pretty good in the second half. But, um, wow, we started really negative. I'd like to talk about some positive things. The first one being Ochai, as always, we, uh, We'll we'll love on Ochai for a little bit, but I will say this about Ochai: I thought we saw a few things last night that we really hadn't seen a ton of this year. He had a couple drives to the basket that were really impressive. He had like a fadeaway mid-range jumper that I don't think we've seen him have, and he just like really wanted the ball, which I think we've talked about before. Like, not that Ochai didn't want the ball, but it was like, is he the guy that when your team's struggling and you know, in a rough spot, is he going to be the one that's like demanding the ball to take over? And he kind of did, so that was obviously yeah. huge to see. What did he end up with? Uh,
4: twenty-two and seven. He had twenty with a ton of time left. It felt like I'm not sure what minute mark he got to twenty because I remember they showed that on the video board where he had like twenty and seven, and yeah. it was definitely more than like. Well, it was over like eleven minutes left, where he was sitting at twenty. I think he only. He got fouled late when we were down one, and those were, that's the only time he scored over, like, the last 12 or so minutes. But, yeah, he's uh 53% from the floor this year and 48 from
3: three, which is just ridiculous. A.B. is uh, the stats guy. Is uh, is that good? I, I would agree that that is fairly good, yes. <laughs> good. That is good. Just wanted to <laughs> confirm. Uh, yeah, I mean, 48. Well, okay. But how worried are we? from three, 53. I mean, he could – what I'm getting at is, like, how worried are we that he's going to see a big dip?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to sustain 50% from three. Which – I think Frank did that his senior year. That's true.
3: That's what I was just about to say. I mean, we've seen guys do it.
4: I mean, it feels like he's going to put up, what, eight or nine threes a game. Yeah. I was saying, even if we – Four or five threes a night. Um yeah, I mean, like I said, anywhere around 50 is just ridiculous. So it's like obviously I feel like that number's gonna drop a little bit.
3: And even with the volume he's putting up, if he drops down to like a 43% three point shooter, you're still at the end of the year being like, that's freaking outrageous. So Yeah, yeah. he's shooting he's shooting like
4: six point six threes a game. So right around seven a night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, he's scoring in so many different ways now. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like since we started the pod, we've kind of talked about how he's been just a guy that floats around the three point line, catches the occasional lob. Yeah. Right now, it's like he's creating for himself. Like, he had that crossover, pullback, nice finish around the rim, the pull up jumpers. Yeah. It's like it's just shooting threes. It's basically everything, which is why national player of the year candidate and they got him some mock drafts have him as a lotto pick right now
3: yeah i mean that move you talked about the i mean the crossover step back go back into the lane and up and under whatever that was like the first time where i was like holy shit this dude actually is going to be a lottery pick if he keeps playing at this level because it's like if he has that combined with his athleticism combined with his shooting and combined with the fact that he's a pretty dang good defender, which I I do think he's been struggling a little bit. It may just be because he's doing so much on offense, but still either way, like you combine all that, he actually might be a lottery pick, which is just wild to think about. But for his case, I hope it is because it'll be a great example of like, this is why you don't just rush to the NBA when you're not going to get drafted. Listen and Go fix yeah. what people told you to fix. Um,
4: I mean, how much trouble would we be in without him right now? Think about the two games he's had over the last four days or so. Texas Tech, he hit every big shot possible to just keep us around. I'm not. I think he was like eight for twelve from the floor or something. He had. I think he had twenty plus. Yeah. Again, I forget his stat line from Saturday, but yeah, he had twenty four against Tech. Yeah. So twenty four Saturday, twenty two last night. His percentages are insane. He was, eight, I think he was 8 of 15 last night and hit four more threes. So, it's like 8 of 12 Saturday, 8 of 15 last
3: night combined for 46. It's like he's yeah. carrying this. Yep. Um, now, I want to throw this out there. So, obviously, I mentioned it was rough not having Remy. Do you think these last couple games where Remy hasn't been 100% is maybe opening Bill's eyes up to be like, okay, yeah, Remy is going to make me want to like bang my head against the press table, but we need – like you. this team just has to have Remy on the floor. Like I think Bill's been trying to kind of – like I know he's trying to get him to fully buy in, and I hope he does, but in the event he doesn't, I still think Remy Martin needs to be playing 30-plus minutes a game for this team. He just makes everyone else so much better. We play so much faster – We run much better offense. It's just like, I really hope this opened Bill's eyes to realize that.
4: Yeah. And he, uh, he plays with a ton of energy too, which is huge. Cause I feel like a lot of guys on our team, like I was just sitting back, just thinking about like all the guys that were playing getting minutes last night. Just, I don't know, tell me if I'm wrong on this, but it feels like a lot of them are just like, nice guys you know like silent nice guys don't talk a lot like don't play with a ton of energy like yeah. think about Ochi. like I don't even know what he did last night but someone said it was like the most emotion they've seen out of him since yeah they- it was
3: the the three that he when he hit 20 points he like he was like running down the court just like screaming for the ball and he just like I think Dewan handed it to him or someone and he just rolled around like kind of like it's not really it was more like a handoff and he just drained a three from like nba range and just went nuts and it was like i have not seen that before i mean i feel like he's done it a little bit but it's definitely not that's not who he has been in the past
0: cb's not the
3: only guy that when you say a non-nice guy it's it's cb
4: (laughs) i don't like am i wrong on that it just feels like we don't have like dogs like dudes with killer mentalities that can take over late that feels like Rumi would be the guy like, yeah. Ocha, as much as we love him, and he's been great. I guess tell me if I'm wrong again, but it feels like he, sh- he can shy away late in games.
3: Yeah, I just – I don't think his style – like, he gets his points from just – like, he's really good just going through the flow of the offense and being, mm-hmm. you know, scoring through the offense, whereas it's like late in the game, it's time to just scratch that and just take over, go grit the ball, which, I mean – he forced the free he got the foul and hit the free throws like that's what all you can ask for at that point because we went down one um and I was pretty stressed because that's what I was thinking about I was like who do you go to right now because like you're probably not going to clear out for CB you're not going to clear out for DeWan. like it's like what offense are you running which we basically just gave it to Ochai and let him get downhill and try and score and it worked out yeah. but um you're right. right Remy has to be the guy like in March who has the ball in their hands. I want it to be Remy. It doesn't mean he's taking a shot, but like he's got to be the one initiating the offense to that leads to whatever shot we're taking at the end of a game.
4: No, but I, I agree with you. I think it could open Bill's eyes a lot the last two nights just to let him play a little more free. Yeah. I mean he hasn't we've watched all year he hasn't put up too many shots or <laughs> taken over late in games. Like I think that will eventually come. I yeah. think it's, like, almost inevitable. Like, that's just what he's done throughout his whole college career.
3: Yeah. We uh, – I guess we haven't, even, we haven't even really talked about the Dewan shot. Like, it was stunned. That was one of the more exciting, but also just, like, a normal college basketball game, you have, like, 20 minutes to kind of sit down and think in the final two minutes to be like, okay, what's going to happen here? What are we going to do here? You have – reviews you have timeouts you have fouls you have like and last night it was just like yeah snap of the fingers game's over and it's like it took a while to even figure out what the hell just happened but like dewan that shot i keep seeing different angles of it i don't know how he made it it was a wild angle a wild like scoop slash hook shot i don't even know for that to go, like, I'm just – I'm feeling pretty lucky that we won. It was an awesome shot, and I think uh Dewan probably does that all the time. But, like, looking back on it, it's like, I can't believe it went in.
4: Yeah. And, I yeah, I loved your tweet about how the coaches just let the guys go, which is awesome, just watching dudes just go hoop. But, yeah, it was weird because we were up six late, and then you blink and Iowa State's winning, and you're like, there's no way – because it just honestly felt like a game we weren't going to lose – I don't know if it's like the Allen Fieldhouse effect, but it's like it just felt so weird. Like, are we actually gonna lose this game?
3: Yeah, I mean, a six-point lead in Allen Fieldhouse with like under five to play is like a 20-point lead in my brain. Yeah, you exactly. You don't blow six point leads in Allen Fieldhouse, but dude, they made some absurd shots. What was Brock- the guy who's number one? Bra how do you say yeah. his last name?
4: Isaiah Brockington. Brock- yeah, he's actually He's averaging, like, 17 for them, and he was kind of quiet all night, and then, yeah, just pull up lefty jumpers for, dude, like, I felt like Oach
3: much. was doing close to as much as you could. Like, he was yeah. there. Yeah, they
4: were just giving it to him and clearing out, and he was just going to work. Yeah. But uh, the funny thing, too, is <clears throat> Dawan makes that shot, and then that dude gets a wide open look for three, and I'm just, like, in my head, I'm like, there's no way. Like, I've never seen – you don't see people hit big shots in Allen. For the opposing team, I swear.
3: Well, and that's kind of what I kept thinking. It was like, okay, they hit a big shot, but then we'd kind of answer. Then they'd hit another big shot. And then we'd kind of answer. Then they hit another big shot, and we didn't answer. Then they hit another – like, grill getting that offensive rebound and just chucking from the corner was <laughs> – I yelled an obscenity very loud after that <laughs> shot because I just could not believe it happened because that was a palsy pull from the corner. But – Pulled it yeah. so quick. I mean, I was sweating because I've been well documented on this podcast of saying Iowa State is going to lose half their big 12 games and that I'm just not that impressed with them. And I'm let's keep in mind we beat them with basically without playing our five, Dave, um, which I know we played and had a controversial goaltend that we'll talk about. But uh, we beat them without Dave, beat them without Remy. We Jalen Coleman lands got smoked in the face. Didn't play the final seven minutes or whatever. Like we were pretty, Oh, didn't have Clements, which I know he doesn't play a lot, but either way, we were a pretty beat up team last night. We still, if you're looking for a positive, the positive is that we won that game while pretty unhealthy, but so I don't know where I stand on Iowa state is what I'm getting at. I I think they're kind of good or they're obviously really good defensively, but if their offense is going to be a bunch of crossover step back jumpers that go in, then sure they'll be good. But I don't buy that happening all year.
4: Yeah, that's all. Well, their big man was throwing up like hook shots from 15 feet with like two seconds on the shot clock. So it's like it feels like Brockington's like their only guy you really have to worry about. Like that could actually take over and make big shots. I don't. I just feel like they don't have like they have. I, for, I already forgot his name. Who's the sh- the kid that could shoot from Kansas?
3: Caleb Grill.
4: Yeah, him and then the other guy that hit a couple threes that took the uh, game winner. Yeah. So, it's like, yeah, I feel like they only have, like, as a legit score that scares you is Brockington. But, yeah, like you said before the pod, the way they D up, they can almost win any game possible, or at least compete.
3: I will tell you this about Iowa State. Their head coach would probably beat every coach in this league in a fist fight. He's an absolute monster.
4: Yeah and he would be like halfway on the court
3: the whole night. He was full court pressing us. He was like but he's he's just humongous. Like I I tweeted today like that dude is such a perfect fit for Iowa because Iowa state because I mean he'll be fully content living in Ames. Just he'll drink a pre-workout in the morning, get a pump in, he'll drink a protein shake, get another pump in and then watch or then lead practice for Iowa state. And he'll be content doing that for the next 30 years of his life. He's going to be there forever.
4: I mean, this is obviously your Mike Boynton, like AB Are you're more obsessed. With I've never heard anyone talk about
3: opposing coach. Like you just did. I mean, he's he be friends. He, I I wasn't necessarily saying he's a, a legendary basketball coach. He's just a fitness guru. You see the guy.
4: I still don't remember what made A.B. say he liked Boynton.
5: I think it was, like, you guys were just hating on him for some reason, and I thought yeah, he was doing okay, like and then for whatever reason, we took it to the next level, and I fell in love with the guy. And now, like,
3: <laughs> Boynton could commit murder, and A.B. would be like, eh, please I'd be his, I'd be his lawyer.
4: <laughs> he might kill a couple guys that worked for the NCAA after that ruling they got. He was so mad. Well, obviously, so, like,
3: did you, uh I know nothing about this, but did you see the Jesse Newell report that came out about like KU seeking a different, uh, God, now I'm blanking on it. The headline that was like, when it comes to our punishment or whatever, our, our NCA situation that we're seeking alternative um, options. And I think the thought was, we're probably going to, take a plea deal or like a settlement type thing. Um I haven't followed much of it. Have any of you read anything that no. leads you to have any idea no. what any of that meant?
5: No, I was gonna ask you guys I basically saw the head same headline that you did and kind of just scrolled past it. But who fucking knows. I'm ready
3: for that to be over. That's been going on for so long. Dude, if we take a settlement like I hope we settle and it's like 12 game suspension for Bill take bill out for half a season i'm fine with that maybe a few scholarship losses just keep us in the tournament that's all i want i can't handle a tourney ban but we'll see i don't know it might be really hard got, to recruit if bill's not there half a season
5: i've got one single takeaway from the game last night uh, a certain somebody was in the building and there were some things that were being fired off of my head that Cole Peterson was up in the rafters, and KU was down by one with about 10 (laughs) seconds left against Iowa State as a 13-point
3: favorite. I thought you were talking about Roy Williams. No, (laughs) no. It's like, first priority, we got to talk about Cole. Yeah, got to talk about Blame Cole. Second priority. Roy Williams was there the
5: first time. I'm surprised surprised Cole didn't ask us to come on and ask if Blame Cole was over. (laughs) What game did he try and end Blame Cole on just an incredibly average game? I think it was like the K-State game, wasn't it? Yeah. We I, were like 12. They were okay. Favorites. Yeah.
4: But <laughs> I can't believe I there's, mean, I... there's a certain someone in the building. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately thought Roy. I thought we were about to get all like sensitive and start tearing Hell up no. about Roy, but now we can just make fun of Cole.
3: Way no, he
5: escaped. Sorry. He escaped.
3: Cole. But honestly, I really do love Roy. He's just like such a good guy. You just, you oh see him. And I love how this has all turned out. Like everyone was mad, obviously, and it was fair to be mad at the time. But now it's like it's worked out so well for us and it worked out so well for him. And now it's like everyone's just happy. Everyone's in a great spot and it Mm -hmm. worked out for everyone. There's no ill will. He still loves us. We still love him. Like it's just you in a world where I feel like everyone hates each other. Roy and Ku are just a prime example of no matter what you've been to, you can always get get to uh, back to loving.
4: Dude, yeah, that was awesome, and it just felt like perfect timing for him to come back to the field house. because like I was, uh, I was gonna be pissed so off. Much, yeah, and there's like there's been so much time for people to get over it, obviously. And Bill being here for close to twenty years and having the resume he does,
3: obviously, can help people get over that. But, like, imagine if we – so imagine if we hired, like, Tom Crean back then, and then so he would have obviously spiraled us into a 10-year disaster. Um, imagine, like, if we're sitting here right now, just now kind of getting things going again, would we uh, Would we still hate Roy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
5: I don't know if we personally would. Um, I'd like to think that we're a little more mature to understand where he's coming from, but, like – Probably not. I mean, you know that like the general consensus of a lot of KU fans would be that fuck Roy. He left us for a worse yeah. job, even though it's you know not really a worse job, but
4: yeah. Um. Like like I said, how much easier did Bill make it? Because like he, I mean, he's won, he won more titles here. He's won more one more title than Roy won here. He's got a better winning percentage. Yeah, we won. We had the streak, which was insane. So it's like he's just made it so much easier.
3: The only thing that's really tough is that Roy got three rings at uh, North Carolina, which Bill still could. I mean, he's got hopefully a long ways or long, a lot of years left, but that's yeah. the only thing that kind of sucks is it's like, really, the guy doesn't win one for us and then rattles off three in like 15 yeah. years, but uh, not even 15 years, 12 years, no, 14 years. I'm good at math. Um
4: yeah, that hurts. Just, like, thinking about the 90 – I mean, we weren't really alive, but, like, 97
3: and 0203 teams. Yeah. Like how much – I don't know. We're going to be talking about Oregon before we know it.
4: How much more would we love Roy if he got just one? Like, obviously, we love him to death. He's awesome. I don't know. Maybe
5: I I I'll
3: say this. And he's probably been asked this before. If we would have beat Syracuse, would he have left?
5: I think <laughs> even bigger chance that he leaves. They probably would have made things easier things easier for him to leave, no?
3: Go That's out just on top. Has that ever happened? I guess coaches have won national titles and left like Larry Brown. Um so yeah, it definitely happened with us specifically, but I mean that would have been crazy. Like imagine I guess to go to the NBA, but like imagine if uh I don't know, Jay Wright would have left Villanova in 2016 to go coach North Carolina. Like, that would have been, I don't know, maybe not that crazy. But, I, yeah, I just, you're probably right. Probably would have made it easier. Title just makes everything easier. Like,
4: we're oh, – I don't know. What would people say about Bill if we didn't win in 08? Like, just would that title gives you so much freedom for so many years?
3: Yeah, I will say Bill's is – I mean, he'll always have the title, but his freedom – When it comes to like, like he's obviously a Hall of Famer, he's great, but like the honeymoon period or like the buffer period is over. He's now in a spot of like, if he doesn't get a second, he's kind of like a failure when it comes to Hall of Fame level guys. Like he's in a new, he's in like a new, it's like when millionaires become, they want to get to the billionaire status. And if you don't, you may have. 900 million dollars but if you're not a billionaire you're kind of looked down upon by the billionaires I feel like if Bill doesn't get to the second national title it's always going to kind of be like mm, that Bill guy not quite as good as all the other ones we can't have that just kidding See, this, is, this is exactly where we start talking about Oregon <laughs> yeah we're, we're not gonna <laughs> yeah. do that
5: I, mean, I don't know I mean Braden, you asked like what would we think of Bill if he didn't win but like wouldn't that just be what Roy was yeah that's right. For it 20 went. years and like be super good, but never actually finish the deal, and everyone still loves them. And but imagine and I know we went on to win him in North
3: Carolina. But imagine if we had—I mean, it would have been since 1988. Like we would be losing our minds.
5: <laughs> oh my
3: god! Imagine Twitter. We already get takes
5: for only having one in 30 years or 35
3: years or whatever. Half the reason like, I want a national title so bad is because of Twitter. Like I just want every, dude, to dunk on people all week that's that matter that means so much to me in like
5: a bunch of things like that's why i want to beat k-state in football so bad can you imagine the day on twitter we'll have <laughs> honestly oh. like it'll whew, yeah, did, you, did you we see really that k-state what'd you say i mean
4: social media wasn't shit when we it no eight so it's like you can't flex anything yeah like I, was just
3: like, I, was in like, I was in eighth grade like misspelling every word on my facebook being like KU, national champions, like, yeah, like, it was not fun. No flexing was being done in the in the way that I would prefer to flex.
4: Thinking about not having one since 88 is depressing.
3: Can you imagine? I mean.
4: CDR and D-Rose. Hmm. I think Mario hit a big shot.
3: You sure? I've heard, I've heard that.
4: Why don't we just talk about happy games? <laughs> it's, why do fans like talking about sad shit? Like, depressing, sad losses. Like, it's still – I mean, Mahomes has made shit easier, but talk about those Chiefs losses. It's still so easy because there's been so many. And they were, like,
3: so many years in a row, too. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about happy games, I was going to say this earlier. Not only did it work out perfectly that Bill came and we were really good with Bill, but Roy just getting his ass whooped by us every time he played us was also (laughs) very good. Like, it was kind of like, okay, this is what you deserve. We're going to beat the living hell out of you every time you play us, and we'll call it even. We'll call it good. And, and then
4: he, wears, he wears the Jayhawk sticker on his shirt after we wax him.
3: I was a little so disappointed makes- he didn't rock any uh, KU last night. He wore the same black
5: shirt underneath his sport coat that he wore for that 08 championship game. I swear to God. <laughs> Probably like It was
3: the same one. I swear. Yeah, I think his old, I think Wanda was wearing a KU vest, but I don't know. That might not have been Wanda. There was a lady sitting next to him with uh, a KU vest on, so shout out to her. Also, Duke is rolling. They're up thirty. Oh, I, was,
5: I was about to bring that up. I
3: mean, you, when you, we got
5: on, you said Duke was up two or down two, and I thought there were like six minutes left. They just got out of halftime.
3: Yeah, it was <laughs> the first time. You missed the first part of where me and... B-turn. We're talking about the game. It was the first half. Um, they're up 15 now, so Coach K's back will be quickly getting better.
4: Mm-hmm. And I have money on Wake, so let's go.
3: What um, was the time? Is it? I live bet plus 11. Um, Duke's on it, an 8-1 uh, run 48. in the last four minutes. Um,
4: is it wild that Roy walks with the cane?
3: <laughs> I did not know he walked with a cane.
4: I walked by him after the game just like through the concourse and he had a cane and it just seemed like he's really old. And my buddy I went with, we were talking about it after, it's like, dude, he's got to be 80, 80 something. He's 71. He's like he's younger than coach
5: K, like dude, that makes me really sad if
3: Roy has a cane.
5: I think I saw someone say he got his knee replaced or something though. Which makes yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But that totally was like either. a random Twitter user, so who knows how much to trust that. That's a good source.
3: That's how I yeah. most my stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that's like kind of wild. Like Roy is, he's older than Bill, but it's like not, I mean, what's Bill? 60? Isn't it like 11 years, something like okay. that. So it's like really not that crazy. Let's look at I always forget Bill Self's age. Like I get extremely depressed when Bill Self has a birthday, which he just did. He's 59, so, yeah, 12 years. It feels like Roy is, like, 25 years older than Bill to me.
4: That is kind of wild when you're that way. How many is Bill winning over the next 12 years?
3: Can we give him six? Say nine to (laughs) ten.
4: It's so annoying how hard it is. Like, I'll (laughs) sit there some days and be like, why is it got to be so hard to win a national
3: championship? Well, I was sitting in the Allen Fieldhouse last night thinking, like, we don't have a big man on the roster that that alone prevents you from winning a national title. Like, this sucks. It's just that one little piece. If it's not right, you're done. Yeah. You just I'm have going. to be so perfectly flowing when it comes to March. And we, yeah. we could be. If Dave gets going. If Remy gets healthy. We're going to be really freaking good. We need to quit being so negative. I need to quit being so negative.
4: I, I told myself I wouldn't even say that guy's name this whole
3: – episode. I was going to make that rule that we were wondering how
4: far we would go without it, but you said his name earlier. I forget what it was about, but We did pretty a, good. I mean, moment.
3: we've spent the last two episodes first 20 minutes on him, so
4: we could do a drinking game where every time we said his name we just pound a shot and we
5: this uh, <laughs> house would we yeah, die? We'd be
3: house. we yes. would die. This lady that I was sitting in front of last night at the game hated him. She, she demanded he be cut.
0: <laughs>
3: I wish I could have, like, recorded. Just cut a scholarship. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I could have recorded some of the stuff she said and just uh, put it into this pod because it would have been pretty entertaining. Um, it is Yeah, the tournament's ridiculous. Like,
4: think about Roy's teams, dude. Like, who in the world would have expected that 97 team even to ever lose to anyone? And they just played bad one night. It's like. There could be a team that goes two for twenty-one from three in the Elite Eight against a bald-headed coach named Chaka,
3: and who now has an afro. Did he cut his hair?
4: <laughs> he sucks.
3: <laughs> oh man, we're not. We're you just reverted right back to negativity? We're positive. Yeah, that one's
4: Yeah, I don't even know where our this podcast episode is going right now, but it's kind of fun. We're just I'm fine a with it. Convo. A B. What, yes, did you,
3: what did you think of the Iowa State fans last night's uh, reaction to the officiating? Uh, it's <laughs> like, level-headed, right?
5: Well, I mean, to me, I feel like those people, they they draft tweets before tip-off, and then they include whatever video or screenshot that comes from the game. Like they know they're going to bitch about it going into it. We talked the, about it with State fans before. It's insane. The
3: goaltend was a creature. It,
5: <laughs> it was. was.
4: <laughs> I, I noticed it live at the field house. I know it came off the backboard and he blocked it.
3: It's funny. But what I go back to is we came down five seconds later. Dave set a good screen and they gave you the ball right back. Now, I know taking two points off the scoreboard is a big deal, but like, let's relax, Iowa State. Um, Yeah, I mean, they never boo, though,
5: those fans. They're always content with the Zebras.
4: The dude who Dave screened fell harder than I've ever seen anyone fall before in my life. Yeah, I mean, that's just. I didn't get a great view of it, like from the stands. I haven't seen it since, but it felt like a flop maybe. I don't know if you saw it that well, but I feel like in that, I always talk about that with situations and games where refs just got to let teams play. It's like, why put it in your hands like that and call an illegal screen where Dave literally, I don't think he moved, did he?
3: No, I mean, they said Bill in postgame said, well, Bill thought it was a crap call, which I love. um, (laughs) But he said that Dave didn't give him a step. Like, you have to give a guy room before you set the screen, I guess. I I guess I don't fully understand that. That feels impossible. Like,
5: with a game going that fast and high speed, how can you, like, control that?
3: The issue was Dave just set such a strong screen and the guy got wrecked that it made it just look really bad. But, yeah, if that's a, a legal screen, then, like, what are we doing? Take the screen out of the game. As a guy that's played a lot of basketball
5: at the age of 14 while being the largest person on the court, you, <laughs> you do get called for a lot of things that you shouldn't be called for just because you're the bigger guy. Yeah. That's, uh, uh,
3: it's good am,
5: that's I
4: slow, am I slow or can you review Golton? now? I think
3: that's the NBA.
4: Because... <clears throat> I remember last night there was like a near goaltending. It was someone around the rim, and it looked like one of their guys came up and blocked it through the rim, and Sharon was behind the bench like yelling at our coaches, like, review. Because I I I don't know. I thought I saw someone this year review
3: a goaltending. Well, I don't think you can because remember that game Alabama won that was a clear goaltend, and they won on it at the buzzer or whatever? I feel
4: like that's something that should be reviewed because I just feel like the game moves so fast. And it's like, think about the goaltendings that they call, they call offensive goaltending, like over the rim. It's like, some of those are so close yeah. and they go back and review those. I feel like that should be a reviewable thing, especially late in the game. Like they go review that that's changed in point two seconds and Iowa state's up three. Like that's such a, I feel like it's so hard to tell when balls come off the glass sometimes or if their hand's over the cylinder, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but.
3: Are you an Iowa State fan? Are you Were you begging for that to be counted? I mean, it looks like there was one on them earlier in the
4: game against us. Oh, yeah. And they came through the rim. So, it's yeah. like uh, Ruin, go,
3: that's a free bucket that they miss. Remember when Embiid did that against Oklahoma State and we won by one <laughs> or two or whatever we won by?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: God, I love Allen Fieldhouse sometimes. The whistle. Um, it's good. I feel like
4: I feel like those refs sucked all game, and I not did. to be—I'm not trying to be sexist—but the goal refs
3: stunk. Oh, I thought she was fine. She called <laughs> everything. Pod canceled. She called everything.
4: <laughs> I mean, she got the loudest boo of the night. She called like a push in the post when it wasn't close, and like it wasn't close to foul. It was a tight game late, and it just felt like a really soft ticky tack foul. Which I don't know how you feel about this, but was Ochai's foul soft late? When, uh, no, the foul against Ochai when he got fouled, went to the line. That no, felt like a whole we get Allen when it's down the stretch and we're we need free throws or we need a bucket. Like
3: I actually had a pretty good angle because I sit right behind that ba- like I sit behind that basket up a little bit, obviously. But um, I felt like when he turned the corner, he got bumped pretty hard. Like it probably could have gone either way, but. I would – I mean, it wasn't like a – it wasn't a Tyshawn against Missouri where you're sitting there like, whoa, how did we get that call? Like, I felt like it gets called 50% of the time at least.
4: Maybe I just thought it was weak for the situation it was. Yeah. Because like maybe a call that would be called in the first half when it doesn't really matter. But when you're up one or whatever it was, I feel like I'd let them play. But maybe I also need a better look at it.
3: Yeah, I haven't even seen a replay of that yet. But in time, I was like, yeah, you can't bump him that hard. <laughs> Duke's up 20, so you're looking good on your bet.
4: Wake was up two with like two or three minutes left in the first half. Oh, my God.
3: All right, so speaking of gambling, do we want to uh, do a little West Virginia preview? AB, you got some we, – we've been missing your odds. Me and, me and B-Turn never know the odds.
4: I thought you were about to do an ad when you started the gambling thing.
5: The old Hawkers are a 12 and a half point favorites, sirs. I think uh, I like it. I think they win by 20 points. Coming off a loss, coming off a close game. A few days off to get ready for it. Hopefully, Remy's back. House. Blow Cry.
3: You, you said we win by 20? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. 87 67 it all it's all going to depend on Remy if we don't have Remy i think it's another single digit win because they're going to pressure just like Iowa State just like Texas Tech there's really not much that i've seen that makes me feel good about us playing against a team with pressure without Remy so if Remy's out i'll take West Virginia plus 12 and a half if Remy plays still tempted to take West Virginia but i'd take KU How
5: far is he? Like, is he – I feel like – I mean, I know he's been, like, lingering an injury since George Mason game, but, like –
3: He re-injured it on Sunday. Oh, did he? Yeah. Brutal.
4: I mean, West Virginia's still pretty damn good defensively, I'm pretty sure. I think they're top 20, according to old Ken Pomeroy. Yeah. Defensively. So – with Remy, yeah, we because they, they bring the pressure. They always have athletes. Um, we need someone to handle the ball and stuff. So I think West Virginia is a little under the radar. I think they're kind of underrated right now. They're just not making shots. Like, they got shooters. They got Sherman, McNeil, Bridges. Like, I think they're – I think, honestly, they think they're underrated. And I agree. I think it could be like a single-digit game
3: where they hang around for a while. Yeah. Hopefully – We get some good practice in, but God, man, we just never seem to figure out that pressure. I I guess I haven't watched as much West Virginia. They might not. Do they pressure as much as they have in the past? I haven't watched watched a second. Yeah. They looked awful against K-State a few weeks ago when K-State, or maybe just last Saturday when K-State was missing like half their team to COVID and were down to their third assistant coach as the head coach. So I was very unimpressed with West Virginia, but. I'm not going to make any bold takes because I'll be wrong. Um, Yeah,
4: we t- it was tough watching them try to handle the ball last night. I think Bobby looked extremely rusty.
3: Bill said that he's practiced like an hour since he's been back.
4: Yeah, I was shocked he even played last night.
3: That's how – I mean, I think Bill was just like, we've got to get another ball handler out there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, Bobby struggled, which is fine. I'm glad to have him back. He's just a—he's just a cool guy. You just see him playing, you're like that guy's cool. He makes your team look a lot better. Love having a guy named Bobby on the court too. Bobby wears zero, cool haircut. He just—he checks all the boxes for me. Maybe uh, he needs like a more accessories. Maybe.
4: What about little Dave playing ten minutes last night? And he didn't have one shot attempt.
3: Little Dave. That's crazy. I didn't know he had no shot attempt. I, so Jayhawk Talk tweeted this and I agreed with it. He said last night, Bill was maybe the weirdest, like, rotational, he like sub, subbing wise, he's been in a while. Um, because, like, even – I don't know about you, B-Turn, but did you notice in, like, the second – like, to me in the first half, I felt like Jalen played fine. He wasn't great, missed shots, but he played fine. He comes out in the second half, he doesn't start. He doesn't play till like, the 10-minute mark, something absurd like that. And I was sitting there like, is Jalen hurt? Like, why is Jalen not playing? Well, then Dave sits all game, all half, and then comes in to play the most crucial minutes of the game. So, crazy. I was just a little confused on like what the reasoning behind that is.
4: But I'm saying why like what made Bill put Dave in during the most crucial part of the game? Like with how he's been playing lately and how he was just come he had to have been coming off the bench cold. Yeah. Why was Dave in late? I mean, he had the big goaltend, which came (laughs) with a block like that really was ended up being a huge block. But why was he in crucial part of the game? I mean, because it's like what is he doing for you right now? I will say this. Out there, it feels like. Like, he's not getting you rebounds. He's not stealing you extra possessions. He's not even looking to score on offense. I think the only thing is catching it in the post-double teams and then he
3: finds someone open, I guess. I would not be surprised if it was like a – you remember when Udoka went to the free throw line against OU and they kept hacking him and everyone was like, get Udoka out of this freaking game, and Bill wouldn't take him out and he clanked them all and we lost? But it was like a mental thing to get Doke ready. Maybe it was that, um, because I would hope the the block at least helped Dave's confidence a little bit. I'm sure the, the, the screen wasn't good, but I think everyone was kind of in agreeance that it was a bad call. So my, my take on it all, I've accepted, like, you've got to go with Dave. You just have to roll with him. He might not <laughs> be good. He might be awful at moments, but it's like Mitch isn't giving you enough to justify playing over. Like the upside for Dave is so much higher than Mitch where it's like, just roll with it and pray it happens because KJ Adams was fine, but the upside with him is not there. Mm. Clements is just he not going to be the guy. So it's like your options are be really average or bad with those other guys or, be potentially disastrous with Dave, but also have a shot to be really good. Like, I don't know. I'm just at the point where it's like, I'm really willing to roll the dice with Dave and just deal with the frustrations.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. Like mid January and he's playing 10 minutes in a top 15 matchup. Like you never would have thought that before the year, like this late year of a senior year, you think he'd be rolling, but he's not. And it's not it – was, it wasn't because of foul trouble or anything. Like, didn't get any shots up, played 10 minutes. Wild.
5: Maybe, like, a dumb question, but as someone that didn't watch a whole lot and listen to a lot of the games, was it just, like, a bad matchup to not put him in? I know he didn't start on Saturday, and, like, they found him in cutting back, but, like, I think no. of those Missouri games in 2012 where Withy, like, didn't play at all, and it was just more because he couldn't keep up with Mizzou. Do you have anything to do with that, or is it just
3: – no, not just? Very- I- I think it did for sure because they're pretty small, too. Like, they're – they. I mean, Tristan plays the five for them at times. So, like, they – I think if there was ever a situation where we could play a guy like K.J. Adams and Jalen Wilson at the five and go a little smaller, that was the game to do it. So, I think it was a mixture of both. But then that's why I'm still, like, confused on, okay, if that's the case, why is Dave playing the most crucial minutes when it's like you haven't trusted him at all this game, but now you trust him in the biggest moments? I don't know. I'm fine with it. Like I said, I think that's our only shot to make a final four, but it was just weird. Uh, I, th- I felt like Bill was just kind of winging it. I agree. <laughs> All right, A.B., do you have any other odds for us? I know you mentioned maybe a little uh, NFL football.
5: Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a big weekend. Chiefies are playing. They're minus 12 and a half as well on uh, – was it Sunday night? Um, yeah. I don't fucking – I can't believe the Steelers in the playoffs. I guess that's all I really have about it. I mean, they're so bad.
4: Yeah, I never would have thought going into week 18 we'd end up with Pittsburgh. Hell no.
5: And especially when we beat the dick out of them two weeks ago.
4: It yeah. felt for a second that Houston might pull it out and we'd end up getting the one. How bad, did
3: you, so. how bad did you want Houston to win that game, B-turn?
4: <laughs> More than anything in the world. Like when Tannehill escaped that sack, I was heartbroken because I knew someone was going to be wide open down the field. And Houston had so much momentum because <clears throat> it went from, what, 21-0 to 28-25, and they just scored two touchdowns in a row, and they had a stop. So it's like they would have been getting the ball back down three. The chance for the Chiefers to get the one seed.
3: I mean, the tightest
4: well, worst one seed in the history
5: of one seeds.
4: People think they're so bad. Like, people Watch them just them. roll through. I don't, I mean, they're really, if Henry plays, why not?
5: I haven't seen anyone
3: pick him to go to the Super Bowl.
4: No, I mean, you have to win one game to play in the AFC title
3: game at home. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll be in the AFC title game, but I think the Chiefs will. I guess the Chiefs got absolutely smoked by them, but
5: it I don't was, know. yeah, that yeah. was unbelievable to watch. I still don't know what the fuck happened.
4: Oh, I know. And we held Henry and check. That was just when the offense was going through. Like they looked terrible for weeks in a row, like against the Giants. Yeah. Against Green Bay, even when Rodgers didn't play. So I
2: Chiefs
3: love Chiefs minus Chiefs 12. What did you say, Ryan? I said I love the Chiefs minus 12 and a half against Pittsburgh. I mean, it just feels like it, this is kind of – I feel bad saying it, but it feels like Big Ben is just going to go out horribly, hobbling <laughs> around, throwing picks, getting sacked, fumbles. It's just going to be kind of one of those moments where it's like this is sad and this guy should have hung it up a year ago.
5: I got nervous today.
3: <laughs> like, I,
5: I, I honestly don't even know why, but – the shit it, Nick Wright is saying. Oh my God. We could talk about him if we want. Get, get your get your I mean, ran off.
4: He said it's well, better. It's
5: like, go ahead, Braden. Sorry.
4: Sorry, but he said it's better. Playing this weekend is better than a bye because we play Pittsburgh. Like, I've never. It's crazy how Mahomes has made our our fan base so confident. Like, remember in playoff games, like five, six years ago, we are like, yep, yeah, we're, we're going to lose. Like, even Houston and Houston when we finally did win a playoff game. Mm -hmm. And now it's like we have the most confidence in the world. Like, I would say Pittsburgh's a better team than Denver, and we would have lost Saturday against Denver, I think, if Melvin Ingram didn't make that play and Nick Bolton ran the fumble back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't think Drew Locke would move the ball against us. And then Javante and Melvin Melvin Gordon ran all over us. So it's like I still think Pittsburgh has weapons. Deontay, Claypool, Najee, Big Ben's last run, Tomlin's – Super good coach.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: T.J. Watt, what a terrifying human being. He's good. Holy shit. Are you taking Pittsburgh plus 12 and a half B-turn? I would take the points just because,
4: <clears throat> I don't know, I feel I'm kind of nervous about the Chiefs right now for some reason. I felt good. Like, after the first half against Cincy, I felt incredible about the Chiefs because <clears throat> the offense looked insane, like, unstoppable. Yeah. That meltdown, I don't know. They've looked weird. They didn't move the ball in the second half against Cincy. And then Tyreek was out Saturday against Denver. So that's why the offense struggled. But I don't know. I mean, like I said, Big Ben's last run, as much as his arm strength sucks and how slow he is, I still feel like he'll make random plays in the second half where they stay in the game or maybe a little backdoor cover down 17, score a touchdown late. Yeah,
5: I could see that. They got Chris Boswell, the arrowhead killer.
3: (laughs) Fuck that guy. Uh, all right. Well, you guys got any other uh, – I guess, A.B., you want to rant about Nick Wright and his Kevin Durant take? I mean, kind of.
5: It's I get it. He's in the sports opinion media and whatever, and they just kind of say shit to get friction. But, like, it's Wednesday before wildcard weekend. Why is anyone bringing up a debate between two NBA teams from the past? Like, that's my first issue. And second of all, he spent years – Tweeting to Ryan Hart and Ryan Hart alone about how LeBron was so good and that the Warriors with Durant were worse than the Warriors without Durant and all this shit, and now he's just changing his take completely that the Warriors with Durant are the best team ever because they were already the best team ever and added the top two player in the league, and it just it I don't know it just drives me bananas and I lost it when I saw that video
3: today and he did on multiple shows. So you don't show and
5: coward show you
3: don't think the Warriors could beat the ninety six Bulls. That's
5: not what I'm saying. I think that they would, but it's like. He he spent forever saying that the 2017 Cavs that got their dicks chopped off by them in four games or five games or whatever, that like the Warriors had no chance of beating the Cavs because LeBron's God and all this. And that the Warriors were worse with Durant because Curry would take a step back and all this. And now it's just like complete polar opposite opinion from him. And it's being shoved down our throat for no reason. Another stupid hypothetical NBA conversation that we just get stuck in on social media because that's what people like to do.
3: That's what makes nothing else better. There's unlimited hypotheticals, unlimited hypotheticals when it comes to the NBA.
5: I watched a 20 minute video on YouTube today about a uh, this guy simulated the like 2011 NBA season, but he put LeBron, D Wade, and Bosh on the Bulls, and they four-peated. They four-peated. so that made me sad about NBA hypotheticals. So you are it wasn't the greatest timing.
3: You are down bad when it comes yeah, to... Yeah, it's all right. I guess the Bulls, big game tonight, but... They're uh, fucking awesome. One seed. let get a three-and-a-half game lead. All right. Well, we've ranted about nonsense far long enough. I bet people are sitting here so confused on that Nick Wright. We didn't even lead with what Nick Wright was talking about, but I was just... I wanted to... I just had to scream into a microphone about something for a couple minutes. Well, we love it. We love to mm-hmm. have a good A.B. rant every episode, but... All right, B-Turn, you got anything else? I don't think so. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i just going to end it with this. We beat Iowa State top 15 team without our starting point guard. Baylor lost Texas Tech. We didn't even talk about that. But, like, the Big 12 is back to being wide open. Um, and I feel like the Hawks are right there. Hawks are going to get healthy. And uh, it's going to be a good next month or so. So, yeah. as always, you got something, B-Turn?
4: I was just going to say take care of business at home uh, Saturday and then pretty big one at OU early next week. Yeah,
3: that OU game will kind of be the one where it's like you get a feel for if this team's going to be starting to figure things out or not. But it it depends if Remy's back, but we'll see. Yep. All right. Well, as always, thank you all for listening. We should be back sometime next week. All right.